You're listening to the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Welcome back to the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. My name is Jacob. His name is Matt, and it is Wednesday, 8.46 on October 19th here in Springfield, USA. And we're back on the podcast. Uh, Matt, how are we doing this evening? Good. It's hump day, my dudes. It's all the weekend. If you, if you, uh, yeah. I'm going down to uh, TCU this weekend, K-State at TCU, main topic of uh discussion tonight on the podcast um first any shout outs on the podcast real quick no i don't really have any i don't have anything specific <laughs> it's been a bye week so uh, it's pretty been it's been quiet is out the second year in a row you and brick have covered for me as i travel for work fair amount um yeah it was just a busy week for us last week uh, wednesday came around and was like, oh shit, the podcast was supposed to record tonight. Uh, we are not on top of the eight ball. And then Thursday came, and I was like, ah, can uh, can Brick cover? Can Brick cover my ass? And uh, he did. And you guys did a good job last week. Kept us short and sweet leading into the bye week. Had some good things to talk about. Um, I I, I enjoyed the discussion over the Chiefs for sure, and uh, the Devonte Adams situation, but. Um, it was a good podcast, and the title was was perfect. I think <laughs> it was actually. I thought it was appropriate. I think I think the next time it comes around, we're gonna keep this going like a uh, like a uh, like a subplot. You know, each each title of the podcast where it's just you and Brick. It's gonna be like Matt and Brick episode part three. Um, love story part three. <laughs> love story part three. The breakup. <laughs> yeah. So. So shout out to you guys for coming for me last week. And I'm back on the podcast. Minnesota was great. It was cold. It was snowing. And we came right back down to Springfield that Friday. And it was like 80 degrees. So that was a great change of pace. Okay. Let's jump right into it. K-State. And, well, here we go. Um, should we? Should I go ahead and give my opinion of the Iowa State game, or is everybody just kind of over it at this point? No, I want, I want to hear. I want to know if you have a similar opinion to mine. Quite frankly, I listened to the podcast today so I could remember what you guys said, but now I can't remember what you guys thought. But I will say uh, K-State, Iowa State, 10-9, to 9, last uh, two weeks ago, I suppose, about, what, 10 days ago at this point. Um, I, I think that K-State should have at least one by two scores. Um, the defense played phenomenal, especially late in the game. Uh, Iowa State's last drive, they easily could have gone down and got the field goal range. Their kicker was hot. You know, that he was coming off of a, of a game where he missed three field goals, which very well would have won them the game versus KU. Um, and he turns it around and makes three field goals to make it a game. Um, K State's down seven to nine, you know, late in the second half. They go on to kick a field goal to finally, you know, reclaim the lead. And the defense stepped up once again and 
you know, I will say this about about K State is is I think their defense doesn't get enough credit. They gave up nine points to Iowa State, twenty eight points to, T- to Texas Tech, and I thought the Texas Tech game, you know, they gave kind of some bullshit points. Mm-hmm. You know, they they won the game. Their offense showed up that game. They gave up thirty four points to uh, a uh, their their quarterback was playing. What's his name? Um, help me out! Help me out! Uh, Gabriel, Texas Tech, Gabriel, oh, Dylan Gabriel, Dylan yeah. Gabriel. So they, you know, they were ranked six at the time in Norman. Um, Dylan Gabriel was hot, but K State's offense played better. But the other three, you know, four games of the year, Tulane, they gave up seventeen points. It was a loss. That was on the mm-hmm. offense. Missouri, they gave up twelve points. And South Dakota State or South Dakota, they gave up zero points. Um, yeah. TCU, you know, let, let's look at their schedule. Let's just transition to that. Ten to nine, K State wins last week. The only the only down bad thing I have to say is Malik Knowles just hold on to the football as you cross the goal line. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Um, TCU obviously undefeated. Um, their offense is high powered. You know, they're averaging a little over forty, you know, forty some points a game. Um, this I think this would be the week. Now, of course, they're at home. Um this would be the week to prove themselves. You know, this is their fourth week in a row playing a ranked football team. They've scored 55 against OU, 38 against KU, 43 against Oklahoma State, and now K-State, which I think has the best defense out of all three of those teams. Yeah, yeah, easily. Let alone the other three teams that TCU has played. I think the difference in this game is whether K-State's offense shows up. And the fact that K State comes off a bye week this week is they should immense. They have they had two weeks to prepare, two weeks to and prepare. They get healthy. They've beaten. Yeah, yes, exactly. They've gotten healthy. Deuce Vaughn should be. You know, he's banged up a little bit there uh, towards the end of that first half of uh, the season. Uh, he should be close to 100 percent at this point. Um, they've beat TCU. In the past, they beat Duggan. Last year, they beat up on TCU at home. Of course, this year's a little different story. It's a number eight versus number 17. Um, and it'll be big stage, 7 o'clock um, in Fort Worth. And I'll be at that game, and it'll be a good time. And I think uh, the difference in this game is whether K-State's offense shows up, and I think it will. Um, Adrian Martinez has proved himself time and time again this year that he is the guy. He can throw the ball. He can run the ball. Um, Phillip Brooks showed some great life uh, last game against Iowa State. He had that big catch in the first quarter for a touchdown. touchdown. Um, yep. M- Malik Knowles is always a threat to go big cool. every single game. And obviously there's Deuce Vaughn. A healthy Deuce Vaughn is a very dangerous person in the backfield. So I think it comes down to – I don't think it comes down to whether TCU's offense or defense plays well. Well, I guess their defense, but – I don't. I, I think TCU is going to score, but yeah. I don't think they're going to score as much as they have been. And no. regardless if they do, I think K State's going to be able to keep up. And towards the end of the game, K State's defense is going to hold them to what they need to. And I think K State prevails in the end. I think I kind of covered the whole podcast in one little <laughs> rant there. <laughs> I, 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 I think I think it's going to be low scoring. Oh, I agree. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a twenty-seven, twenty-four game. And K State wins, obviously, right? 
<laughs> uh, I, 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 it's a to me i think it's a toss-up i could see it going either way <laughs> it's a very big game down in tcu it kind of reminds me of the uh, 2012 season when we went down there um we uh colin klein won the game i believe it was very close and low scoring like you said which is very unlike tcu they're typically a very high-powered offense mm-hmm. um, like to score a lot of points but you know what? What is your evaluation of like Max Duggan? I mean, do, is is he is he a good quarterback? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I think he's proved that they're six and zero, seven and zero. Um, yeah, I think he's good. There's no other arguments where he's not. Well, and last year when we played him, we knocked him out of the game. Yeah, we did, and we put the hammer down to him. Of course, it was in it was in the build, but. Will he continue to play that well every single game? And, of course, he has. I mean, he has the numbers to prove it. Um, here's the here's the thing I like about bye weeks, and I'll tell you why I hate them. TCU isn't coming off a of bye, so their momentum's still kind of there, obviously. Right. K-State's coming off a of bye, and that's a good thing because we needed to get healthy, and it's right in the middle of the season, so we got six more weeks left. Did that momentum kind of squander off off our little win streak? We will find out. We will also see if they're healthy and see if they're more focused and see if they can continue that momentum. It's going to be hard. It's, it's they're going to. I think they're going to lull for the first couple of drives, but then they're going to wake up. I think it's just part of it. Well, and it's like what? Well, what's more important then? I mean, you look at let's look at the NFL. Andy Reid off of a bye week, he has yeah. an incredible winning record off of a bye yeah. week. Mm-hmm. You give him time to prepare for for the Chiefs, they win. I don't know what it is. I'm pull this number out of my butt. Ninety percent of their games off of bye week. Mm-hmm. So what's what's, I guess what's the difference in college football? You probably are right. Momentum in college football is very important, but and also maturity. Well, but also, yeah, you know, have have the players been doing what they're supposed to be doing the last two weeks, preparing for this game. But but I think a big deal for K-State is the health of their players. You know, Khalid mm-hmm. Duke went down. Um, obviously, Deuce Vaughn went down. Uh, who else has been hurt? Has been Eli Huggins been hurt? I feel like he's been hurt. Um, defensive Adrian Martinez has been dinged up. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Lack has been hurt. Um, what's the news on him? Do you know? They say he should be back. Okay. But so which which aspect I guess is more important? Momentum and momentum is a big deal in college football, obviously, especially when there's much higher scoring games than compared to the NFL. Um one team goes on a run, one high powered scoring offense like West Virginia, uh Texas Tech in in the years past, um Baylor. You know, you look at those scores from last week, what was it, forty three to forty? Mm-hmm. Um, Are we going to get TCU, who's who's dinged up and probably tired? I just want to know. I'm I'm a fan of bye weeks, but the bye week needs to land at the right time. It, it, is this bye week at the right time? I think a lot of things things have to do with timing. Well, and do you think do you think that it landed at the right time for TCU or K State? I think right now, since dead middle of the season, I think K State because I mean, literally, this is week seven or weeks because we're five and one. We have six more games to go. I agree. 
I don't think it could have come at a better time for K-State. Because yeah. they just come off three big wins in the Big 12. K-State's 3-0 in the Big 12. On the road to possibly appearance in Arlington. Uh, K-State and TCU are the both the only undefeated teams in the Big 12. And we're gonna, yeah. However, TCU has just played back-to-back really tough games. So are um, they going to be dinged up and tired? We'll see if we can see it after. And it really, it really comes down to, <laughs> you know, you're right about the momentum thing, but I, I really, I really do think it, it comes down to who shows up on offense. Yeah. And obviously TCU has proven time and time again this year that they can put up that many points, but you know, one of the hardest things to do in college football is can you do that every single week? Can your defense come out and, shut down a team a couple <laughs> times because it's not like TCU's defense has really been dominant. shown anything this year. I mean, think mm-hmm. about it. I'm looking at their schedule. 40 points versus Oklahoma State. They're good offense. KU, 31 points. All right, KU is, kind of, KU is kind of a dark horse. You never know what you're going to get out of them at this point. Oklahoma, 24 points with, you know, with their backup quarterback. SMU, 34 points. Uh, Tarleton and Colorado the first two games 13 and 17 respectively um, but against teams outside of those first two games what what kind of defense are you going to get for them that's why I think K-State's offense is going to be able to move the ball I think they're going to mm-hmm. be able to score and they're going to be able to do much like what they did against OU and then pair that with the defense that has been playing so well all year I think <laughs> I... I can see. I think they're going to win. I'm leaning towards them. I I think it's going to be close. It's going to be close. It is just is. Big 12 is always going to be close. I will say I definitely think you're on to something with the year score prediction about being low scoring. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do. I'm gonna do a higher scoring just so I can be different than you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making this podcast out this episode to be like a like I'm doing the method acting or something. What am I doing? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do. You know what? Screw it. Thirty-five to twenty-eight. K State wins. Damn! No field goals, huh? Oh, no field goals. Er, uh, I'm gonna thirty-five twenty-seven. <laughs> All right. I change it. All right. All right. This has been a very interesting podcast so far. So last week, the score was 10-9. to K State won the game. And it looks like Jacob's score of 31 to 17 beats your score of 34 to 35 to 24. So it looks Damn like it. the tide has turned a little bit. Hold on, I gotta make some adjustments here real quick. Um so the score is now 149 to 155. And Eric had the worst guess last week at 38 to 23. <laughs> <laughs> what a moron. So um, I am ahead by, looks like, six points going into week six. Still a long way to go. And we'll see what happens. Um, the rest of Big 12. Let's go ahead and transition into... Um, Let's go and transition to talk a Big Twelve. Who who's your biggest surprise? You know, we're in the halfway mark of the season. Who's your biggest surprise? 
as far as who's doing well, who's doing bad. Um, you know, what did you expect that happened? What didn't you expect that, uh, you know, go go ahead and give me your opinion of what's happened in the Big 12 this year. I mean, obviously, I think everybody's surprised. It's KU. They're very, very good. They're competitive. I think <laughs> they only need one more game to go blowing, and I think they will. Um, <clears throat> I think the surprising one, I don't, I know, I didn't really pick Oklahoma to win the conference, but they're actually kind of bad this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All they, they beat, they came back, and their offense came back last week, but their, their defense is really bad. Yeah. Their defense is really, really bad. And, um, well, they're not like bad. I mean, they're just bad for Oklahoma's terms because we're so used to them being on top. But they're just they just don't look like the same at all. Well, I mean, think about it though. Like, I know I don't have the numbers in front of me, but like, think about. Well, I mean, just look at their schedule so far this year. Big Twelve schedule. They've given up forty-one, fifty-five, forty-nine, and forty-two. Yeah, but like think about think about the time when like even Baker Mayfield or Jalen Hurts was their quarterback. They're they always and part of it is because of the upbeat offense. You know, you have a faster offense and score a lot of points a lot quicker. You know, obviously the team is gonna have the ball more often and they're gonna be able to score as well. Yeah. Uh, however, I mean, you look at the Texas game. I mean, Texas scored forty nine points. They didn't give up a single point. Um, you know, quite. You know, um, you also have to look at Oklahoma didn't have a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that argument's a little flawed. But you think about the time when they had Baker and, and Jalen Hurts, and they've always had this upbeat offense, even with other coaches. I, you know, they've always given up a lot of points defensively, but I think this might be their worst defensive team I've ever seen. <laughs> they're just not, they're just not, they're just bad. Yeah. Uh, anything else in the Big 12 that has surprised you this year? No, but I do, I will say, um, I think Texas is kind of turning it on now. I'm kind of. Uh, are we going to get them at the right time? I, yeah. I will, if you listen, if you listen to me and Bricks last week, and um, <clears throat> I think if K State can win two out of the next three, we're in good shape. No, I agree, hundred percent. I think I think two of three would be perfect. I'd be okay losing one of these next games because it is a gauntlet. The next the next couple of games are a gauntlet. Yeah. I mean, you don't know what you can get out of TCU. They could, you know, like we talked about already, they, they're going to put up a lot of points, but they also, you know, could have, uh, you know, is this their trap game, perhaps? Yeah. Um, You know, they've come, not necessarily a trap game, but they I mean, they've come off three ranked wins in a row. You know, a fourth one in a row would be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, And then, of course, so K-State. Let me pull this up real quick. K-State next week after TCU plays Oklahoma State at home and then Texas at home. Yes. So it would I think it would make the most sense that they would win two of three, especially since two of the games are at home. Um, lose maybe to TCU win the next two games or beat TCU lose Oklahoma State. and lose maybe one of those home games. I think mm-hmm. that I think that's more of a realistic probability than than losing at TCU. I th- I genuinely think they're gonna beat TCU. I think I think so too. It's just this next three weeks is going to be such a grind. It's a gauntlet, man. Yeah. And here's the thing about Texas, and I like how you mentioned Texas, is they look so good against Oklahoma. Um, But then the next week, they almost lose to Iowa State. 
and they gave up 21 points to Iowa State, a team that's averaging like 10 points a game. <laughs> yeah. So I know. So are they beatable? I clearly anybody's anybody's beatable. I mean, Big Twelve, Big Twelve, such a bipolar conference. You just gotta show up, right? I mean, if you don't show up, you're gonna get beat. Bottom line. So, and I guess you kind of look down the rest of the schedule at Baylor after Texas, and then at West Virginia, and then home versus KU to wrap up the regular season. Yeah. So this this right here, I think, is the the probably the biggest gauntlet of K State's schedule. And they should beat Baylor. They should beat West Virginia. It sucks that both those games are on the road. And quite frankly, I don't even think, you know, KU at home, they're going to beat KU at home. Yeah. They're going to. And it kind of depends on how, I don't know how the game would go. It kind of depends on how well KU plays the rest of their season, um, especially with their backup quarterback and depending on whether Jalen Daniels comes back. But Mm -hmm. I think I think worst case scenario, K State wins. Worst, very worst case scenario, K State only wins finishes the season with eight games, eight wins. But I I, I think it, I think it's very likely that nine, maybe even ten wins happens this year. I agree. I think I think <laughs> I'm just saying it. I told Brick if we win the next two or three, I think Arlington's looking mighty bright. Absolutely. And we're going. <laughs> no, we're going. It's done. We're going. 100%. We're, we're, me and, tickets me and are already talked nah. about it. Yeah. And uh, quite frankly, it's kind of, you know, TCU did beat Oklahoma State, but it's kind of a toss-up between, honestly, our next three opponents. Like, yeah. if, if K-State were to make it to the Big 12 championship, who would you rather play, TCU, Oklahoma State, or Texas? Well, I'm going to – I'm gonna go with, just because TC. I'm gonna go with TCU. Yeah. <laughs> well, because we beat Duggan before already. Yeah. And that's that's another reason why I think we're gonna beat him this weekend is because we've beat him before. Yeah, I know, but uh, I just have a weird feeling, man. I don't know what it is. Oh, it's because you're too busy tickling yourself. No. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Uh, um. Okay, and then. Other games in the Big 12 this weekend, KU at Baylor, 11 o'clock. Another 11 o'clock game for KU. Isn't that crazy? It's like, yeah, I know. Um, And then we got West Virginia at Texas Tech, 2 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. Excuse me. And number 20, Texas at Oklahoma State at 2.30. And that'll be a big game. Yeah, see if Oklahoma State can bounce back at home, mind you. Yeah. And... Kansas State, obviously, at TCU, 7 o'clock on Fox Sports 1 in Fort Worth at TCU. And we got some good games this weekend. Uh, two teams on the bye, OU and Iowa State. Um, you know, Iowa State, sure, they are, what are they, 0-3 in Big 12 play so far? 0-4? Yeah, yeah. You know, they very well could be 2-2. Two and two. I mean, they very, oh, well easily. they very well could have beat us. They very well should have beat KU. KU. Um, and they almost beat Texas. So, honestly, anybody who's playing Iowa State from here on out, they're no pushover. Strap it up. I think the same goes for Oklahoma. I mean, as long as they have Dylan Gabriel, they're not a pushover either. Um, oh, yeah, they're Oklahoma still. Right. They're, I mean, they're still going to – I mean, they're still going to win six, seven games for sure. 
Um, the only teams that I don't know are Baylor <laughs> and West Virginia. Because Baylor's a very well-coached team. Obviously, they won the Big 12 championship last year with Dave Randa. And West Virginia, they've lost a lot of really bad games this year, but they've lost a couple of really good games. Or one of a couple of really good they're games. Still, so. They're still dangerous. So, and then obviously KU is, at this point, I just, I don't know what you're going to get out of them. And they still have the kind of a gauntlet of their schedule left. Um, yeah. At Baylor, after, you know, they just lost two in a row. At Baylor, um, home against Oklahoma State, but Oklahoma State is, you know, they're a very, very good team. And then on the road at Texas Tech, which that game was they could win like that. That out of all of the games that they have left, and I apologize to Josh, the Texas Tech game is might be the only game that they win from here on out. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see another game on their schedule that I'm just like, oh yeah, they could definitely win that game. Um, yeah. Maybe at maybe at Baylor, maybe, but I I I really don't think so. And then of course Texas and K State end the season, so uh they have a gauntlet of their stretch and then a stretch of their end of their season. And then Oklahoma <laughs> State, obviously really good. Texas is, are they good? Who knows? They they are five and two. <laughs> yeah. So, Big Twelve. You know, like you said on previous podcasts, I mean, this is the first year in a while that it is completely wide open. Oh, easily. It, it's it's almost kind of, again, you got to show up every week. It's a, it's like Chris Plyman always says, it's 12 one-game seasons. All right, for sure. And, you know, each matchup is different. Can't compare how a team is going to play from the game, the, you know, the game that they played the previous week. You have to take each matchup and evaluate each team individually. That's that week, and figure out, you know, make an make an opinion from there because anybody can win on any given day in the Big Twelve. It's insane, and it's been a lot of fun this year for sure. I will say, yes, um, exciting seasons in a while. Yeah, absolutely for sure. And I've I've been into every single team too. Like they're they're yeah. this is the first year in a while where I'm just like. Yeah, that team is good. That team is going to win. That team is a lot of fun to win. You know, TCU in the KU game, I watched that whole game. The Texas-Oklahoma game, even though it was a blowout, I still watched it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, who else was on there? Iowa State-Texas last week, that was a fun game to follow along with. West Virginia-KU yeah. early on. K-State versus Texas Tech. I mean, that game was a dogfight. K-State obviously versus OU. That was a dogfight. So it's been a fun year to watch – college football and especially the big 12 and of course last week tennessee beat alabama and that was pretty wild that was awesome tear, tear down the goalposts i mean wouldn't that be like a college bucket list thing to check off yes you, know, you rush the field not only do you rush the field but you take the goalposts hey guys we got the goalposts what should we do with it let's, let's go, go party. in the river <laughs> yeah let's go party so hey all you sports and health nerds out there it's jacob here If you are having trouble finding an exercise routine, trying to find a good diet plan, or just looking to change things up, might I suggest checking out 8minutefitness.com. There are multiple articles to click on to meet your health and exercise needs. Learn about basic exercises for beginners, read about the best green superfood, and also the best sports drinks to order at a gas station. 
even exercises for fishermen trying to perfect their casts, and much more. From experts to beginners, 8-Minute Fitness is for you. College football has been a lot of fun this year. And quite frankly, compare compare college football this year to the NFL. What has been more exciting in your opinion? Because quite frankly, the NFL has disappointed me this year. I, I'm more biased. I love the NFL. I love football and just the game. I, I'm more of a college guy. So I'm a little biased. College football, is just there's just more emotion in it, I think. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the traditions that go with it and yeah. the, the emotions behind you know, people have these connections with these universities. You know, people go to these universities. They have family members that go to these universities. You have long-lasting friendships, you know, family members, stuff like that with these universities. And the football just makes it even that much more important, you know? Yeah. Whereas, you know, people in the NFL, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. The NFL is fun. And I like I like root for my team. The Chiefs are fun to watch, obviously. That's about it. <laughs> but, like, people bounce around the NFL, you know? Yeah. You get these bandwagoner fans, and it's just so easy to just, oh, I'm a, you know, Tom Brady plays for the Bucks now. Oh, I guess I'm, I'm a Buccaneers Bucks. fan. Um, you know, the Rams won the Super Bowl with Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup. Oh, I guess I'm, or, or you know, people are really into the, the Bengals last year. Oh, I really like Joey Cool. Joey Burrow, he's my dude. He smokes cigars on TV. I'm gonna watch him now and get all. I'm a I'm a Bengals fan now. Jamar Chase, Who Day Nation, let's go, baby. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I will say, I will say, uh, the NFL has severely disappointed me so far this year, and not just because I'm losing like half my fantasy team or over half my fantasy games every week, <laughs> and also. La Broncos country, let's lose again in overtime. Yeah, dude, I'll be my honest. Name's, you guys, my name you is guys Russell suck. Wilson, and I got guys wide open and right in front of me. But except I'm gonna throw it deep, and my guy's gonna not even see the ball coming, and the ball's gonna bounce off his head. Ooh, where did that come from? Yeah, wow. you guys, you guys are not that good. Eric the was Broncos really, really have, disappointed. The Broncos probably had the best defense in the NFL, but it's too bad that. Uh, they got uh, what? What is his name, Mister Mister Unlimited, a quarterback who makes unlimited bad throws? My God! Anyway, <laughs> all right. This podcast has been all over the place. Let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Any final thought? Any final thoughts? No, I think it's gonna be a dogfight, and my get my prediction is twenty-seven twenty-four Kansas State. Twenty-seven twenty-four. Yeah. I thought you said 24-21. No, I said 27-24. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> I don't believe you. All right. My, my, prediction, was, my prediction was 35-27. And uh, we'll need to get a gas prediction on here, too, so we can keep that going. But Yeah. So, okay. That's been the podcast. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks again for Brick and Matt for filling in last week. Um. 
My name is Jacob. His name is Matt. This has been another edition of the Locker Room Sports Media Podcast. Let's go, Cats. Let's beat the other, the lesser purple team, as we called it on Twitter. Um, let's go down there. Let's have some fun this weekend. Everybody stay safe as you travel down to Fort Worth. I know Dallas traffic can be crazy, but, you know, just, just blend in and make your own path on the interstate. Just kidding. Don't do that. Um, everybody have a great weekend. Have a great rest of your week. My name is Jacob. His name is Matt. And have a good one. See you later. This has been the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you.